Welcome everyone. This is Quantum Nurse and I am Grace Asagra, your holistic registered nurse. Thanks again for being with me today and thank you for all your support, following and all your comments because I'm doing this because you are also engaged with me. And I am honored and privileged to have a special friend. She's getting to be my friend now because she's my mm -hmm. colleague also. She's a nurse and by the way, to all nurses, Happy Nurses Week, and hopefully we could really speak out more and be brave because without us, the system, the healthcare system might collapse. So, and you know that, all right? So welcome. And I have, it's a school nurse, Erin Erin Pine. So yeah. I, I think I have to, <laughs> that now I just realized that I have to edit my my banner <laughs> but anyway thank you erin i'm so proud of you really thank you okay we need a lot more of you and we and i know there's other nurses there who are just not uh you know they're just being careful and we mm -hmm. all try to be careful but when we have to speak out sometimes it doesn't even matter what happens, right? And because we believe that we're doing things for the you know, greater good. So Erin, do tell us a little bit more about you. Okay, yeah, so I am a nurse. I graduated from William Patterson University in 2009, and I've worked all kinds of nursing jobs. I've done um, hospital, surgical urology, I've done labor and delivery, I've, um, I've done home care and nursing management, and I've in the last four years, I've been doing school nursing, which I love. Um, I have three kids of my own. Um, they're six, 10, and 12 years old, and I just um, really enjoyed school nursing. But this year with COVID, it has been really difficult for everybody, but especially the kids in these schools. And, and uh, so you're a seasoned nurse. So it's not just like, you know, you just suddenly graduated and decided you'll go to, to, to be a school nurse and didn't know anything. And uh, so what, what, what have you been observing since last year? So this year, since the beginning of the year, the, the kids with these masks, I've just 100% observed that none of them are wearing them correctly. You know, we know that medical staff is trained how to wear a mask appropriately. When you go and you get an N95, you have a fit test and you make sure that there's no leaks and they spray and make sure that you can smell. Um, you don't touch the outside of the mask. There's a proper way to, to put one on and to take one off. And if you're going to reuse it, which we never did until this year, right? Um, if you're going to reuse it, you have to do it a certain way. So you have to mark the outside of your mask so that you know the outside is dirty. That's never going to be flipped. These kids aren't doing any of that. So what I'm noticing since the beginning of the year is they're coming in, they're preoccupied with the masks and they're touching them and they're playing with them and they're licking them and um, you know all of that kind of stuff. But what I've been seeing also is harm. I've been seeing kids with rashes on their face, um, sore lips. Uh, I've also seen, we've had a bunch of sore uh, strep throats which can be caused by the moisture in the mask and the bacteria that's there that's causing that. Um, but mainly what, what I've been seeing is a lot of fear and anxiety, you know, a stomach in, in the form of stomach aches and a lot of mm -hmm. children saying they have headaches and coming down and just crying because they're feeling scared or sad or 
you know, even the doom and gloom of something bad is going to happen. Um, the one thing that finally was the end of the line for me when I finally said, okay, that's it. I have to say something um, was when I was working in the school and a child came into the nurse's office and he said, I can't breathe in my, in my mask. And so we said, I had another nurse with me at the time and we said, okay, let's take it off and we'll give you a different one, take a break. And he said, I can't take it off. It was a bandana one. So we had it resting around his neck and he said, I can't take it off because it's tied too tight and it's been on me for two weeks. So, you know, the other nurse and I were just like in shock that he could be wearing this mask for two weeks. We tried to take it off and it was too tight, wasn't able to be untied. So we had to cut it with scissors and throw it away. So, I mean, in my mind, I was thinking, you know, this is so dangerous to these kids. These masks are full of bacteria. They're dirty. They're not preventing them from getting sick and they're causing more harm than good, you know, psychologically, emotionally and developmentally, especially with these little kindergartners and preschoolers who, you know, you learn how to be an adult by recognizing facial expressions and seeing each other's faces and that person's happy with me or my friend isn't happy that I took his toy away. You know, that's how we learn how to, you know, read uh, body language. So um, I messaged my supervisor and I let her know about my concerns of what I had been seeing and witnessing district wide because I work in all the schools. And I told her that, you know, about the child with the mask on for two weeks. Um, I told her about how I've been witnessing them all use them incorrectly and how that makes it dangerous for the, for the wearer. And I asked her if we could start a dialogue about this, if we could, um, you know, potentially talk about maybe coming up with some sort of change that would help. And she wrote me back and she just said, um, you know, we're going to be continuing to follow the mandates put in place, which include wearing masks which I responded to her to say, I would like to speak to the superintendent if I can to you know, go over my concerns regarding following a dangerous mandate. I didn't hear anything back from her uh, for at all, ever. And so after a couple days of silence, I decided that I was not going to make a difference for these kids just by voicing my concerns. So I decided to tell my supervisor and my superintendent that I was no longer gonna be wearing a mask at work. And that's what ultimately got me suspended. But, you know, although I have lost, you know, my job potentially coming on the 10th, they're going to make their decision. I have seen such a large support pouring in from parents, community, people far and wide, not even in my town, even. It's just exploded so far. Um, I've, I've gotten messages from doctors and psychiatrists and other nurses that are saying, you're right, we're seeing this too. Yeah, I've had um, psychiatrists reach out to me and say, our offices have been booked solid. We've had so many issues with kids in these masks. We, are, we can't get any new patients in, like it's bad. So I've had a lot of support and I've also seen a lot of change. I've seen a lot of parents standing up, sending me videos of them advocating for their child at board meetings and you know, videos of them sending messages to, uh, and groups being formed to start standing up against this. And so all of that is really worth it to me um, to really see a difference for these kids. Oh, it's great to know that you are gaining support more and more because, you know, uh, sometimes we don't hear that and we don't see that. And, and uh, as you were talking, I was really about to ask, you know, like, so you are seeing what the doctors are seeing also that 
so that you're busier actually in school right you are busier taking care of whatever situation might happen with a kiss and these are like the the formative years the formative right. years that they really they're like sponges they soak mm -hmm. up everything not just not just what we say but what they see what they mm -hmm. feel so you know and and you're a mother right yeah. mother mm -hmm. so how how old are your children and what do you do to protect them yeah so they're 12 10 and 6 and that's what i tell them every day i say i'm fighting this for you guys too like we need to stop these masks and i try and explain to them you know the truth of what's really going on and how they can you know it's hard for the kids it's really not something that they should have to fight it's really something that we should be able to fight for them and that's how we protect them we we can't expect these children to go to school and take off their mask and be defiant and be civil dis civilly disobedient in, in class that's something that the adults that are in place to protect them need to do so that's why i'm taking the stand that i'm taking and that's why i'm trying to make this message go really far and wide because we need to as the adults as the teachers who sign up to take care of and teach children as the doctors who take an oath and nurses who are patient advocates we really need to stand up and fight this for our kids and so that's how i'm trying to protect them to hopefully make a change and stop this well just before you were suspended were you able to have a conversation with the parents of the kids that you took whom you took care of yes so um i actually joined I, i've been a part of the stafford parents facebook page okay. so what i did was um i sent a five minute video and that video was how to use and reuse a mask safely to prevent cross-contamination and it was a video from a sarasota nurse and she posted it almost like in the beginning of covid it was a five minute video so she just went over exactly how you're supposed to properly use and reuse a mask and i asked the t the parents i said i encourage all parents to watch this video and decide you know talk to your kids are they wearing the mask correctly is it effective if it's if they're not wearing it correctly is it harmful to them so i kind of just asked questions and and sent that video and that started a dialogue with parents in the in the comments which really i think started this whole thing of the support that's pouring in because they really do realize that their kids aren't wearing them right and it's not a realistic thing to expect you know like i said adults and and medical professionals are we're trained how to use a mask and some of us still don't do it correctly so how can we expect children who aren't adults they're not little adults they're children and they pick their nose and they suck their thumb and or you know stuff that you know they're not it's not realistic to expect them to do it perfectly and in that case they shouldn't be using it because it's harmful when it's not worn correctly and you are really a seasoned nurse by even recognize, recognizing that a stomach ache could mean something else. Okay? Right. Yeah. I, I remember when my son, you, you know, had that when it was his first time to go out camping. And mm -hmm. the, the counselor called me and said he has a stomach pain. And I said, hmm, he never really had that problem. But 
then when he spoke with me, when my son spoke with me, he, I could sense that he was feeling homesick. So mm -hmm. all I say is, you know, it's okay to be away. You have fun and everything. And as soon as I have that conversation, then, you know, he, that, that stomach ache left him. So, and same thing as what you're seeing as the anxiety of the kids. Is you, you have any more like uh, what do you see that then, then for the parents, did they have other questions for you in terms of how they can protect their kids or how fearful they are? Yeah, I mean, in talking about the stomach aches, I'll tell you about a little girl that I had come down. She came to my nurse's office because she threw up in class. And so when she got to me, she said, I'm not sick. This happens all the time. And I said, well, what do you mean? She said, I, I get nervous when I, when I think about the mask. She said, I see everybody in the mask and sometimes I'm okay. But then if I think about it too long, my stomach starts to hurt and then I throw up. So this is, you know, severe anxiety that's causing her to even be vomiting. And, you know, and I said, okay, we'll call your mom and we'll see if we can get her on the phone, you know, to talk with you. Um, she was like, well, mommy already knows because it happens all the time. So, you know, it's really sad, the, the type of fear and anxiety that these children are experiencing. And in order for the parents to protect them, they need to start pushing back on these mask mandates because children are almost unaffected by COVID. They are 99.997% going to survive if they get COVID. And if they do get it, from my experience and the children that I've treated all year long that have had COVID, it's really mild symptoms. So, you know, a runny nose and, you know, maybe one day with a low grade fever, that's the majority of what I'm seeing in, in the school aged children. Um, not to say that there's never going to be a child that has a bad reaction or is, you know, very sick with COVID, but the majority, they are gonna, they have like a 0.0003% chance of having a severe case. So, it's really important for parents and for, for medical professionals to start standing up and saying, this is not necessary and it's hurting the kids. And that's how they need to start protecting them. And when you mentioned that there are psychiatrists who reach out to you, and I may, you know, who knows, or may, if I may assume maybe psychologists or, you know, those who are in the field of really taking care of children. Um, we all know that um, a lot of adult traumas and challenges can boil down back to their childhood. So sometimes as a nurse, and I've been a critical, I was a critical care nurse for over 20 years. I'm thinking, you know, what would be in the future for these kids having all this emotional, yeah. psychological trauma? No, don't you think so? That's, that's the thing, you know, we're looking at it like, oh, well, it's just a mask and it's, you know, temporary, but this is, like you said, this is the formative years for these children. And this is going to cause lasting effects on them psychologically and emotionally, um, especially for the very, very young kids who are, you know, it's just normal for them now to wear a mask. That's really, it's really sad. And these kids are going to be having the effects of this for years to come, you know, and we just don't know what that is yet. We don't know if they're going to have, you know, increased 
childhood so suicide rates or anything like that. You know, depression and anxiety is already in play right now for elementary children. So it's something that we're going to have to start doing to help to help get them out of this situation. And and it's not going to be easy. We have to really band together and we have to start pushing back and saying no more on these harmful mandates. You know, and I was just saying the other day, if a doctor, if I worked in the hospital still and a doctor ordered a lethal dose of metroprolol and said I needed to give that to a patient, I would question that order. And I would say, excuse me, doctor, I think you made a mistake. Didn't you mean to put 50 milligrams here? And he's not going to say, no, you give that lethal dose. And if he did, I would say over my dead body, I'm not giving that dose. That's going to harm that patient. And, you know, I think in, in most situations there, the doctor would be grateful and he would say, thank you for catching that and not giving it. But in this case, instead of, you know, having that situation and saying, hey, this is hurting kids. I don't think it's appropriate anymore. We need to stop. Instead, I'm getting suspended and fired for that. So, you know, it's it's a scary world to be in where as a nurse, we can't advocate appropriately for patients when we see harm. I agree with you strongly. And I, mm -hmm. I wanted really to ask the audience, you know, and the people listening, who would you, what kind of, what type of nurse would you want for, to, to take care of your children? A nurse who will just follow and listen blindly, a nurse who doesn't think for herself, or a nurse mm -hmm. who can question, okay? Because even in, in all settings where nurses are, when a nurse can speak for themselves, think for themselves, and really be advocates for whoever we take care of, that's the type of nurses you want to have. Right. And, and, and you know, I, I don't know. It's just like, you know, and even now, people, who do you usually ask? When you know someone is a nurse, don't you ask, so what can I do for this? What can I do for that? So, yeah. <laughs> so all of us nurses have had that situation where your friends and your family call and tell you every ailment they have and mm -hmm. they want your opinion, you know? So, but it is, it is a difficult time now because especially with COVID, you know, it's, it's a lot of people just listening and following and we have to start thinking, we have to start using our critical thinking and asking why and how, and is this accurate? Is this a good thing? Is this working? And if it's not working, then we need to change it. And if it's harmful, then we need to change it now. And it is harmful. And what benefit would you even have in terms of like, uh, now that you, I'm interviewing you or you're in the news? Because I had to ask, well, did she do this for popularity? <laughs> yeah, it was actually scary because... You know, you don't know, especially with COVID things, if, you know, what kind of, I didn't know if I was going to get parent support or not. So, but I knew that we needed to make a change for these kids. And that's why I said, okay, it's not working with the administration. I went to them and it didn't work. So now I need to go to the parents because that's mm -hmm. how I thought I was going to get this to be changed. You know, I'm seeing this in my own kids having difficulties with these masks and like i said it's just not realistic to wear them correctly even if they were effective which i don't feel they are but even if they were effective it's not realistic even for myself who's very much 
about using masks correctly. There's just the other day, my son was getting ready to go to school. He's about to go get on the bus. And he said to me, mom, I don't know where my mask is. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay. I said, what, what do you mean? We just bought like seven of them this week because we buy a lot of new ones. And he likes to look at the ones on Amazon because this is what they do for school, you know, and you got to have a, a different one. You have to have a clean one. And I like him to have several in his bag just in case. But he was in tears crying because we couldn't find the mask. And it was like a very big, you know, deal right before he was trying to get on the bus. And I said to him, this is why I'm fighting, because you shouldn't have to be worried about getting a mask to get on this bus. You should be able to go to school, breathe freely, go to lunch room, go to recess, play with your friends, do sports. You don't have to run a mile and a half with a mask on. That's never how masks were intended to be used. You know, if you were going to use a surgical mask, you're going to be in surgery. You're going to be, you know, in front of a patient who's got an open wound. And if, you know, you're going to sneeze while you're performing surgery, you're not going to turn your head and sneeze because then all of that's going to come out to the side right into the open field. It's not to prevent, you know, transmission of viruses. It's to prevent the bacteria coming from your, your droplets. So if I were to have COVID and I'm in the grocery store walking down the aisle, I'm spewing all of that on the sides right into the food on the on the aisles in the in the grocery store. So it's not it doesn't make sense. And it's not appropriate for the kids to be dealing with this to have to be upset and looking for masks and you know, having the anxiety of being the one kid in school that doesn't have it. And that's why we have to fight because nobody wants to be the person that's doing what everybody else isn't doing. And that's why everybody is so compliant. But especially children don't want to be the ones breaking the rules. You know, I think most kids are built the way of I want to follow the rules. I want to do what's right. Even if it hurts me, I don't want to be the one that's breaking the rules. So we need to stand up for them. And nurses are really good in observation as part of assessment. So what you were, what for me, what you did was just, uh, you know, you're being responsible nurse, you have all these observations, and then you brought it to the supervisor. So instead of like really honoring that observation and then reassessing everything and at least they could have, uh, give you another chance to even speak to a bigger crowd of people mm -hmm. to bring that and that's why um and that that's the beautiful thing of what we do as nurses we you put us anywhere and we bring to the attention of the doctors and whoever it is in the other team because we're always in the center of all the other teams in you know mm -hmm. in where we work and if people only listen and this thing doesn't have to you know escalate like this yeah and uh you are also um now involved with other things that you're doing in and collaborating with other groups right um please talk more about that collaboration and what that means for you well, right now, I'm just really focusing on getting the word out about these masks being harmful for kids. So we have a couple rallies coming up. We have the one on the 10th, um, and that is actually my board meeting that's coming up. And we're going to be talking there. We have a couple speakers coming who are going to talk against the harmfulness of the masks. 
And then there is another rally that I'm going to on the 21st, which is the Rutgers rally, um, because they are, you know, forcing the COVID vaccine on the students, which is, you know, the, the vaccine, and I'm for medical freedom. If you want to get the vaccine, I think you should be able to, but I also don't think that anybody should be mandated to get it, especially young adults who are in the same population of children, they are almost unaffected by COVID. Um, young, healthy adults also have a 99.997% survival rate of COVID. So unfortunately, you know, the, and the COVID vaccine is, um, it is mandated under an EUA, which means it's emergency use authorization. It's still in clinical trials until 2023. So legally, they really should not be forcing this on children and, or young adults in order to go to college. So that's another rally that I'm going to on the 21st. Um, and then we have another mask mandate rally that somebody is putting together on the 15th. And that's um, in Trenton. And we're just going to march and try and get the attention of Governor Murphy and let him know that we do not want our children masked anymore. So those are some of the things that I'm working with. I have a friend here coming up to say hi. You can come up. It's okay. <laughs> when did you say the one in Trenton? This uh, Trenton is um, the 15th. Okay. So yeah, May 15th. In Trenton. Okay. So I'll just make that and on May 15th. May 15th. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. Well, people have been people speaking out for truth and freedom. It's really been busy. We've been busy, you know, and but we got to keep doing it in mm -hmm. order to be able to, you know, get some good outcomes. So right. um, I thought I wrote it, but then it didn't save. So let me do it again. And so it's May 15th in Trenton. Yep. And this is again what's the theme for this? The same the, that's unmasking that that's um to go to the capital to unmask New Jersey. Oh. Mm -hmm. New Jersey. Yeah. And you know there was recently a study um yeah in on February of 2021 it was the New England Journal of Medicine. And they released a study where 1.9 million children went to school without masks and none. there was not a single COVID death. So that's a study that was just put out a couple months ago. And it was you know, showing that this was almost 2 million, 1.9 million children went to school and none of them had a, a severe reaction or death from COVID. So we can do this, we can do this here. The Stanford study that just came out showed that you know the data that they showed supported that both medical and non-medical masks were ineffective to prevent human to human transmission and of of viruses such as um COVID or the flu which we've always known that masks never worked for the flu that's why we've had the flu for so long and n never did we go around wearing masks and that's because we knew that masks are not effective at preventing viral transmission especially with viruses that are as small as, as COVID, which is, you know, one viron is like 0 0.1 microns. So people really don't see a lot of these studies that will support, you know, like unmasking and opening up businesses. 
So do you have any suggestion for our viewers and where they can really find more of this? Because if they just depend on the mainstream media and, you know, they're like parroting each other, all stations. Yes. <laughs> it's so hard to listen work. to the mainstream media. And, you know, you really have to dig to get to the truth because there's so much censorship. Um, where I find a lot of information that is uncensored and very accurate and, and good is americasfrontlinedoctors.org. And they have information there about COVID, about therapeutic treatments that you can actually order right there on the website. You can do a telemedicine visit and they will get you hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin and budesonide. Um, there's also legal documentations there. They have a legal team for anybody who's trying to fight something that has to do with a mandated vaccine. Like if your employer is telling you you need to get a vaccine in order to work there, these vaccines are EUA and it's not constitutional. It's not okay. You can fight that and you can go to their website. It's americasfrontlinedoctors.org and they will, um, there, there's uncensored uh, resources there. And there was another study that just the CDC put out in May of 2020. And what they said was that proper use of face masks is essential because improper use might increase the rate of transmission which is exactly what I'm saying. You know, if you're not wearing it correctly, you're going to be spreading it more often and getting sick with other things that are unrelated. Just like in the flu, uh, you know, the pandemic of 1919, 1918, even Dr. Fauci agreed that most deaths that occurred from that pandemic were due to secondary pneumonia, which was caused by the masks, not by the actual flu. So, you know, the masks, we've always known that they're they're not okay for this type of thing. We've always known. And so why are we forcing this on the children who are most unaffected? It's really, it's a dangerous thing. And, you know, you and I will be reprimanded if we were working in the hospital using masks wrongly. Right. Right away, we'll be called to the office and then, and not just because, uh, all, even our co-workers would tell on us. So, and I remember using so many of that when I have an infectious or contagious patient and just, I just keep using so many times. Every time you go in, you go out, you throw them. You go in, you go out, you throw them. And mm -hmm. that's how they get better. So it, it just, it's just crazy. I just, everything doesn't make sense. Now, what observations do you see as well when, we go to the restaurant. You can't go in unless you wear a mask. As soon as you sit down, you're safe. And you right. go walk again. So what's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, it's just not, It's it doesn't make any sense. And people are just doing it because they've been told to. And that's what I'm saying about this, just following something just because it's a rule. You know, um, I, I think... I, Maybe I've always been this way. I've never liked um, rules that didn't make sense, that didn't work. And I think most people are rule followers, no matter if it's right or wrong. And I'm asking people now to really think about these things. And if it's not right, don't do it anymore. You have to start pushing back because it's going to continue as long as we tolerate it. If you're going to the restaurant and you have to wear a mask to walk in the door and sit down at your table, but once you get to your table, you can take it off, 
that doesn't make any sense. You know, um, I think that if people start really thinking and doing the research and finding the true documentation and the true studies that are out there, like the one that I mentioned from the CDC, that study was actually um, the gold standard for studies. It was a meta-analysis of all randomized controlled studies. So that, and that one also said that there was no significant reduction in influenza transmission with the use of face masks. So the own, even the CDC is saying, yeah, it doesn't work. You know, yeah, well, it, if you use it improperly, it'll hurt you too. But still wear your face mask when you go into the restaurant. As soon as you sit down, you'll be safe. That doesn't make any sense. We have to start pushing back on things like this. What are the things you think you can suggest and for parents to really help their children is strengthen their immune system so that whether they use a mask or not, proper or improper, of course, it's so bad when it's really improper and that they can really not be scared because I, I tend to say that people are scared because as if they don't know their body. So, mm -hmm. um, at, you know, as a school nurse, what other things can you recommend? Recommend for, for for strengthening the children's immune system, just like you strengthen your children's, your own children. Yeah, I mean, I would say it's nutrition. You have to really make sure that you're giving your kids the right foods. You know, a lot of fruits and vegetables, and make sure that you know if if you have a vitamin, if you can give a vitamin C or a zinc something like that that's going to boost their immune system. And also let them go outside and play. Let them be in the sunshine. Let them get the vitamin D from the sun. That's where they're supposed that's why children are probably so much so well um, able to fight this virus is because they do get a lot of vitamin D in the sun if they're outside. You know, but let them be outside. Let them play in the dirt and get a little dirty. It's okay. That's going to build their immunity. If we're just being super clean all the time and just sanitizer all the time, you're going to, to make them more susceptible to viruses and bacteria. So we, we really need to get back to letting our kids have a really good nutrition, being home, eat as a family, make sure you're making them have fruits and vegetables every day and getting some outside fun time with, with you know, playing, riding their bike, going on the trampoline, looking for bugs, whatever you can do, that's going to increase their immunity and, and their, their immune system. Oh, that's you beautifully express it with all the love as a parent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that's what we need to remind ourselves also. Just have fun, play, take mm -hmm. some risk, yeah. enjoy life, enjoy relationship, family especially. Mm -hmm. And that, that's what we're all about. And yet those are the immediate things that were taken away from us. Yes. So, you know, well, we'll be with you. And so what else can we, what else can we share to the public that will be most important for them and also for you? I think most important is to just know that you can do this, you know, you can protect your child by starting to push back on these mandates. And I know it's uncomfortable at first to say, this isn't okay for my kids. But if you can get to your board meeting for your next, you know, go look on, on your school's website. You can go right on and it'll tell you exactly when the next board meeting is. If it's a remote school still, because I know some of them are still remote, 
get in on that Zoom call. Make sure you're there to let them know you can speak for three minutes. At least in New Jersey, you can. If you're at the board meeting and you live in the town, you can get on the mic and speak for three minutes. Let them know that you want your child to be able to breathe easy. You want your child to be able to play in gym and recess and have lunch with his friends and be able to see each other's smiling faces. And these masks are harming your kids. Let them know because we need to tell them it's now is the time to stop this. And if, you know, if they say, well, we can't, the, this, this is mandated and we have to follow the mandate. Well, we don't have to follow anything. We have to do what's right for these kids. We are supposed to protect them. So of course there may be consequences for standing up in disobedience on something that's, that's not okay, but there's already a consequence that we're paying now. And that is that these kids are being harmed. The consequence of our following mandates that are, that are not okay, we're causing harm to the kids. And there's nothing worse than that. So we need to stop. And we're putting all these links, especially uh, like this link here to donate, because, you know, there's always the saying that who, who has the money controls things. So, mm -hmm. you know, for this, for this fight, you know, uh, Aaron could use some donation because everything we need to use the money for that. Okay. So uh, go check that link, securedonors.com slash nurse Erin plus support. Okay. Yeah, great. Thanks, Grace. And I mean, you know, I did take a big hit. I knew that there was going to be a consequence when I, when I didn't wear a mask. Um, but I took that risk because I was standing up for the, for the wellness of these children. And I lost my job. I'm most likely going to be fired on the 10th. And this was a good job for me. This was, you know, a really great job for me and my kids and my schedule. But I do think that God has other things planned for me and I think he will provide. So I'm hopeful and I'm thankful for the opportunity to be able to stand and speak truth and to hopefully make a change for these kids. And I know that whatever happens, it's going to be all for good. I do believe that you are in God's hand, truthfully. And I think I, you know, sometimes uh, you're pushed to a situation and you don't understand it. So it's a little hurtful, but then, uh, you know, you just like, you're not dwelling on depression or anger and you're pursuing this out of love. And so that, you know, you're, you're going to be fine. And, you know, people will support you. And yeah. then, um, for this Monday, right? And what is this, uh, the stack? Tell me again, I, I forgot the act, the, the, the name of the building. Um, the, it's the stack, it's the Stafford Township Arts Center. So it's like a theater, um, it's a big building. It's connected to one of the schools. So it's at 1000 McKinley Ave in Manahawka, New Jersey. And this is going to be a board meeting, but it has turned into a very large protest. Um, and they're going to be speaking out um, about my suspension, but also against masks. So if you can come to that, that would be fabulous. If you would like to speak at that, please, you know, get in touch with me and I'll try and get you in touch with the right person. But um, if you can't come, just pray, um, just pray for softened hearts and for people to see truth and to stand up for, for the protection of these kids. And where can they find you or follow you more? 
Um, if you go to Facebook, you can find me. It's Erin Unmasked. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So, uh, let's see. Again, you can always check out americansfrontlinedoctors.org, right, for other information. And there's really a lot more there, truly. One thing I realized in my life is when I search for an answer, if I if first, if I have the right question and I find one answer and it leads me to more answers, so then I don't get too confused or out of the way for my truth. Mm -hmm. And go and uh, if for those New Jersey people, come and join the rally on May 15. Do you know is, if that's in the morning or in the afternoon? Um, I can give you more details for that. I've got to get the flyer. Okay. Yeah. And, and then, then um, you, and you don't have happen to have the flyer with you right now, right? Um, I, oh, yeah. If you have it. Oh, I, I lost you. I can't hear you. Can you hear me? <laughs> yes. Okay. No. I can look for it. Um, yeah, for while you're looking for it, I'll show them about the uh, the Trenton uh, Rutgers University on May 21. I know this one is uh, noon time or early afternoon, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that one is noon. Mm -hmm. um, and 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 there's a group in Telegram, and if you just look for New Jersey for Freedom, there's there's some uh, Telegram groups that people can join and you can have more information. Okay, so. I'm gonna have to get back to you on that flyer. Um, I'll okay. send you a message though, Grace. Mm -hmm. No problem. And Grace, I just wanna say one more thing. Um, if, if there's any patriots who are thinking of standing up and they, you know, they're trying to fight something like these masks or mandated vaccines or anything like that, anything that's, that's patriot related, um, you can go to wethepatriotsusa.org, and it is a nonprofit organization, and they just want to help patriots. They want to help people who are standing up for truth and freedom, but they need people to come to them in order to, to get their message out. And it's free. It's 100% free. You message them, you let them know your problem, and they try and get you in touch. It's for legal assistance. They also have funds for um, patriots. So wethepatriotsusa.org. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to put that in. Um, let's see. Okay. Sometimes I have a lot of banners. I have to delete one. We. Okay. www. We the Patriots. Patriots. org. Right. Yep. We the Patriots USA dot org. USA. Okay. USA. I know people can hear it, but but uh, it's always good to uh, be able for them to see it. We the Patriots USA dot org. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm. Anything more? No, that's it. Thank you, Grace, for having me on your show. Thank you so much. And uh, yes, please uh, feel free. You could always come to me and I could always tap you if I, I feel intuitively that you need to 
you know we we need to do this again okay and yes, and thank you erin nurse nurse erin pine a school nurse who's in suspension right now for speaking out for the truth and for the kids on the issue of um, on unmasking our kids okay so and then so she's a seasoned nurse so she's credible she has her training so it's not that you know you cannot trust her so mm -hmm. I say thank you, Erin, and thank you for all our viewers and all supporters. And please share this. Mabalos. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye.